welcome to Saint City Dreamers. Each week we talk to interesting people who are living their dreams. They found their passion and they are making the jump from thinking about it to actually doing it. Life is short and we believe everyone should dream big. So let's dive right in to this week's episode. Well, hello, Saint City Dreamers. We are literally sitting on a porch across the street from the Botanical Gardens in the Shaw neighborhood. Uh, it is picturesque. It is beautiful, as you know if you've ever been here. Uh, and I am sitting here right now with Chris DiGiacomo. Did I say that yeah. right? He's an Italian young man here from uh, the Shaw neighborhood. And he is part of something that I find fascinating uh, called So Far. So far, St. Louis is that is that so correct? So far, sounds. So far, sounds. Yeah. And I let just know if if people don't know what it is, because mm. I, I I know but I don't know. Okay. Explain it to us. What is so, so far sounds? So far, sounds is globally a music discovery community um, set up in about 250 cities all over the world, um, from Japan to. Los Angeles to London to everything and the the point of So Far Sounds is to give an intimate um, music listening experience for live music um, in small spaces um, but also unique spaces so we're not doing average venues Um, we've done in St. Louis we've done a lot of uh, different venues globally, it's really impressive what they do. They're, I've seen concerts on cruise ships, um, like on rooftops in uh, Turkey. Crazy, crazy spaces to have these concerts. Um, but globally, we're doing these shows, and they are secret concerts, so no one knows um, what they're exactly they're getting into. They don't know where it is or who's playing until they have confirmed their spot. Um, and then in most of the cities, there's a lot larger demand than the capacity of the venue. Um, but luckily, we do it on a monthly basis in every city, sometimes even more than once a month. Um, so there's always a new opportunity to discover new music, um, both local music and um, international music. So each city has local bands play alongside... <clears throat> touring bands, but they're all treated equally. They all either get paid the same amount or they all get um, they all get a video out of it, but it's there's no headliner, there's no opener, it's all treated with fairness within the community. Interesting. So the thing, okay, so let's start with the venue, yeah. first of all. I mean, talk about some of the venues that you've already had shows at uh, so that our, people would know. Our last show is was at Tendenza, which is a clothing shop in Central West End. Um, That was a really cool place. Um, That show came together in like a week and they were just really kind hosts. Um, And it was a really big space. Um, The month before that, we went to Style House, which is a St. Louis staple with Jeff and Randy Vines. who they do t-shirts and posters and all all different kind of stuff that's St. Louis themed um, and they actually made the t-shirts which I'm wearing right now 
Nice. Um, which viewers can't see, but... But you can... Listeners can't see, but viewers can see yeah. on the Instagram That's account. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, we did one at Style House, which was really fun. Um, everyone was packed into their back room. It was very, and very intimate. We had um, different uh, variety of bands for that one, so it was, it was a really um, unique night yeah. for that. Um, and then some of the other ones we've done, we've done some house shows, um, but we are not strictly house shows. Right. House shows are fun, they're more intimate, they're smaller, um, you don't have to have a sound system or anything, it's mostly acoustic, but um, also it's fun to work and collaborate with a local business so that people that come to the show can check that out. Right. And that's what we do, right? Like, yeah. So most of the time, this podcast is recorded somewhere uh, in a local business because, I mean, we love, we want to keep it local. We want to yeah. promote the localism. We want to uh, help those businesses. And, of course, they don't, I mean, they don't pay us. They actually yeah. are gracious enough to let us record there. Uh, today, we decided to do it across from the Botanical Gardens because your uh, apartment is mm. ridiculous. Like, it's insane. And you can see those photos uh, also on uh on the on our Instagram account uh, at Saint City Dreamers, so the, you do these in different venues, yes. uh, unusual Never venues. Never the same venue. Boy, and it's not it's not you know the Fox, it's not you know the Ready Room, it's not sort of yeah. the typical music venues. Um, how do people respond to that? Uh, really well, I would say. Um, I mean, it's it's great to be able to have an experience where we're bringing music into a place that music has never been before. Sure, so so what you did was spark, uh, you actually created a new concept for uh, that shop, and they now they're like, wait, there's something beautiful about having live music in this yeah. space, so we're gonna move you know, racks to the side, and uh, you know, all that stuff, and then we're gonna have, yeah. have a show. It's That's crazy cool. when we go to one of these venues the day before and it's a clothing store and then the next day you come in and everything's cleared out and there's a band playing. Right. So they don't leave the stuff there? Everything. Uh, I mean, it's, things get moved around but it's never like, it's always, you can tell it's still the store. Sure. Yeah. So what are some of the names of the bands uh, that have played uh, so far show? Um, there have been a lot of different bands. I should have my list right now. <laughs> we, we have, I think we're at like 30 right now. Cool. Um, some of the more notable ones are American Wrestlers, um, Javier Mendoza, who um, just put out a new album as um, the, under the name Hobo Kane. Um, he just came out with a new album. River Kittens is another one. Um, one of the uh, really unique experiences was with MME, who is a, um, a hip-hop collective, um, and they had all their guys... Um, Everyone was taking turns with the mic, and everyone was um, moving along with the music, and it was just a really... Um, that was our first hip-hop uh, performance that we've had, um, and then that triggered us to do a lot more hip-hop. Cool. Um, because we like to mix it up with genres. It's never going to be um, folk, folk, folk. It's never going to be um, a bunch of singer-songwriters. We try and mix it up as much as possible. Sure, and so in that, in the, I mean, in that regard, St. Louis is a musical city. Uh, we have lots of different types and genres of music Absolutely, that people yeah. want to hear. And what I found is uh, here in the Midwest, you might find that somebody likes country, like singer songwriter folk, 
but they also like hip hop. You know, the yeah, same I mean, the same individual. No one. I mean, I would hope that no one only listens to one type of music. Um, and you know, the point being is that we want people to dis- discover new types of music. That's the whole point of So Far Sounds is discovering new music. Um, and you know, I, all those bands I just mentioned were all St. Louis bands, but we've done um, performers from other other cities too. Um, Indianapolis has a So Far Sounds. We're all kind of a network of different So Far Sound cities. So um, we'll have a So Far Sound Chicago band reach out to us and say, "Hey, do you have this date open? Let's set up another show." Um, so I mean, it's it's a it's a global network. We haven't in St. Louis had an international band yet, but it's it's happening. Well, it seems like that you guys are uniquely set up to put on tours. Yeah. I mean, you could literally go to a band and say, do you want a 250-city tour? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if the money was there, uh, the financial backing, and say, hey, here we go. Yeah, well, I mean, believe it or not, that's actually what's happening this weekend at our show that we're having on Saturday. Um, It's the very first So Far Sounds Midwest tour. Um, and I think this is probably airing after the show. It probably right? will, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I can give away a little bit of the secret. Sure, absolutely. You actually can give it all away, because it'll be probably at least a couple oh, weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's up to you, though. Okay. Because you know it's going to be here on that little SD card on my well, mic. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. We are having a show this Saturday, April 23rd, um, and all of we have three bands touring. Um, all three of them have played so far sounds in different cities, um, and they are coming... Um, from Milwaukee to Chicago to Indianapolis to St. Louis to Nashville, and they're doing a So Far Sounds tour. And each of the cities, except Nashville, is um, all the money that we earn goes towards the band. Um, and then in Nashville, all the money they earn there is going to go towards the video, and they're going to make a final video. Because So Far Sounds is more than just the performances, there's videos also. We have Four, we currently have four um, videos from previous shows. We have a lot more to be uploaded very soon. Probably when this goes out, we'll have more videos. So you're working with local video production, or yes. you guys are the video production house? We are working with. It's cool, yeah. yeah. Um, well, they're freelancers mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not really working with a video production company. Um, it's changed from time to time, but we have a, we have a lot of different um, talented St. Louis people. Sure, there are a ton. The videos. Yeah, the cinema world in, yeah. in this town is And it's crazy, um, both for videographers and photographers shooting these shows because they can be crammed inside of a space mm-hmm. or uh, have logistics are hard in something like that where you've never had a show before, you don't have the um, standard setup for right. something like that. You don't actually have a stage. Mm-hmm. That's something that is challenging for people taking photos and videos yeah there's no pit I mean there's nowhere for them to be it's just their spot yeah Yeah. well so explain to me how you got involved with so far so I um, I was in college up until May of last year and I graduated didn't know what to do Um, just at a point in my life where like I need to find a job also need to Um, network with people in St. Louis and just keep advancing my life. Um, 
And it happened to be that one of the people that I had met maybe once or twice, like someone I didn't really have a close connection with, they started So Far Sounds. They did one show here in St. Louis in February of last year. Um, and that was, I mean, it was, it was a So Far Sounds show, but uh, it wasn't, there's no video of it, and it was, um, there were a few different bands that played that. I wasn't there, so I don't, I don't really have much to say about it. Um, but I think there's about, it was a house show, there was like 20 or 30 people. But then in February, between February and um, July, there was, ab- there was nothing happening. It was, nothing was happening in St. Louis with So Far Sounds. So I graduated, I reached out to that person, I'm like, okay, let's start this back up. Um, and we had our first um, show in August. Um, and... I heard about So Far Sounds through that guy, but also it was through the videos. Because I saw um, one performer who's really well-known now playing the pageant, just sold out the pageant like the other day, um, Leon Bridges. Oh, yeah. You know Leon? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's got an incredible voice. A lot of people have compared him to Sam Cooke. Yeah. um, For one. I can hear that. Yeah, but he's really incredible, and he's... um, He... I wouldn't say he started off with So Far Sounds, but his video of him performing inside of a living room in um, Fort Worth, Texas, is um, that is what initially drew me to start So Far Sounds. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't hurt that with the Macklemore thing. Macklemore yeah. thing doesn't hurt. Uh, at this point, right? I mean, talk about like anyway. We, we can get into that whole music talk off, <laughs> off off mic, but so that's how you got involved. You went to the guy. You said, "Hey, let's 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 rekindle this fire, yeah. this musical fire." And and what happened from there? And then you said yes. He had an August show. We had an August show. Um, that our August show was really fun. We had um, we had Javier Mendoza, who I mentioned earlier. We also had. Um, her name is Tonina Saputo, and she is a student at Berkeley right now. Um, but she, it was during the summer, so she was in St. Louis because she lives here. Um, and we have a mutual connection, and I thought her voice was incredible. And she plays upright bass, that's her main instrument. Mm-hmm. She had a whole band. And that was, that was inside of a backyard. So that was, that was one of our, that was our only backyard show, which was really exciting. And that was in the Central West End neighborhood. Um, and then we also had another performer, Monk, who, um, he's, he's a really great uh, performer. Some people have compared him to the likes of you know, Bob Dylan. I mean, Bob Dylan's crazy, talented, and uh, legendary, um, but Monk goes after that same style of talking about the real issues and um, not holding back from talking about politics and stuff like that. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Style. <laughs> Not style, but the, the political nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In your face. So uh, those three bands performed, and the funny story about that show is that um, the first two performers performed outside, and then immediately after Javier's set, they started pouring. And so we packed everything up. Luckily, nothing got wet, but we packed everything up, 
and brought it inside and finished it in the living room. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So that was our show in August, and then um, we have maybe 40 people there, and then um, and then we had we've had one every month since, except December was our off month. Um, but now we're doing we're doing two a month now, which mm. um, is something I never thought we'd be doing. Yeah. In all honesty, because all the cities, almost all the cities, are doing one a month. Um, which is the minimum requirement to be a so far sound city is one a month. Um, and cities like London, London's doing one a day, which Holy is cow. crazy. But it started in London. So there's got to be multiple teams. I mean, yeah, running there's, that stuff. There's a big, there's a big team heading back. It's a big scene out there. Some some teams have, you know, a whole listening crew to listen to music submissions. Some teams have a whole social media crew just for posting. Mm. Um, our team in St. Louis, um, every single person that's part of it, um, except my girlfriend and my friend Audrey, um, I didn't know. I didn't know any of these people. And then they came to us um, saying, like, we want to be involved. And our team has just grown so much. Um, it was started with, like, four people, and now it's 12. Mm. So do you, are you the owner? Do you own it? I mean, I'm the city leader. Okay. And we are all ambassadors is what the official title is. Um, but I'm the city leader, so I, uh, I coordinate everything within the city. Um, I do a lot of the emailing and phone calls and set up promotion. Mm-hmm. So is so far your full-time job? I, so far is my full-time hobby full-time hobby so all the ambassadors um in st louis do not get paid for any of okay things. um we do it all um we do it all for the music yeah and all the love the, yeah the, love the music. passion and but that's not to say that people don't work for so far because there are a wonderful collection of people um, putting a lot of time, more time than I am, into So Far Sounds. Um, one person that in particular is Dean Davis, who is the So Far community manager. So he is, um, he connects with every single city and talks with them about what they're struggling with, how, how So Far Sounds can help out, what, you know, technical stuff, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is quite a big infrastructure with So Far Sounds. We have um, our website, which tells us all the analytics. It has all of our uh, emails of all of our members, and it shows how many, how much people have donated, what shows people have been to before. Um, so we have a whole tech crew for So Far um, doing all of this, and then there's also the So Far global commu- um, global social media managers as well so you just said uh members and so i i tell me how that works because you have to apply to come see a show yeah which is unusual yeah i mean most of the time you go to Ticketmaster, you buy your ticket you go to the show they don't care who you are if we had our tickets um if we had our tickets available to purchase um immediately we would sell out every single show in a couple of days. 
and not everyone would be able to come. But the way we have it set up is now that everyone applies, we have this pool of people and we can go through them and we can say, well, you were at last show, so maybe we'll invite you back next month. Or, look, you've applied three times and we must have missed you, so, I mean, come to this one. This would be great. Um, and then we also have um, it's set up so that people can make comments and like tell us why they want to come, and those are the people that get top priority, are the people that you know tell us this is why we want to go to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the main thing is we do try and have everyone. We try and arrange so that everyone can see. Them. We don't turn away people. It's not like an exclusive thing. When we turn away people, it's because of capacity. Sure. Like, our last show, um, our show in March at Style House, we had, like, 120 people sign up. And here's the thing about those people signing up is that more than half of them have selected that they want to bring a friend. So that's 150 plus all their plus ones. And you cannot, if you've ever been to Style House, you cannot fit like 200, fo- 200 plus people inside that room. Mm-hmm. So we had to turn away a lot of people for that show, but when we announced the April one, we looked back and saw, okay, these people were on the wait list for March, let's get them in this April show. Sure, that makes sense. Okay. So um, music is obviously your passion. Uh, if you want to see photos of Chris's apartment, uh, check out the website or, or the Instagram account. Uh, he obviously, obviously, I mean, if you didn't know him, he invited you over for uh, a glass of orange juice. Uh, you would know immediately what his passion is when you walk into his place. It's two things. It's bunny rabbits and it's music. And so you are living your passion through so far. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, it's something that I've slowly started to realize because um, I've talked to people just like you and they've been like, well, you're getting paid for this. And I said, no, I'm not getting paid, but I'm volunteering because I love music. Mm-hmm. And maybe getting paid for this is something that comes in the future. But right now, I'm doing this for the fun and the excitement and the networking with different bands. I had my grandma come to one of the shows and she's like, okay, so when are you getting paid for this? You need to pay off those student loans. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm aware. Um, and you know, within So Far Sounds, they, they, um, they have those kind of opportunities. Um, but I'm not sure where I was going with it. But. Well, that's okay. Here's the thing for me, is that, I mean, everybody that we've interviewed so far who is a Saint City dreamer, someone who is a big dreamer, who care, you know, who just yeah. is trying to live out their dreams, uh, it's been people who, it's most of them are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Most of them have left the corporate world and now uh, have started their own thing. And I love the idea that someone who's young and passionate about something can live their dreams as a hobby. Yeah. It's, you know, not everyone is going to be the next great ballerina or, you know, but, but don't stop just because you don't, yeah. just because you don't make money at it. Exactly. Um, you know, I've seen so many people turn a passion into a business or a company or the way that they get paid and then it's miserable yeah. because this thing that they love to do now becomes their, what they have to do and so I love it that you're, that you're living you know, your dreams through yeah. your hobby I think it's fantastic so has music always been your passion? do you play? Um, I would say so I, 
I started getting into music um, when I was like, I started really getting into music in like sixth or seventh grade. Um, I started I started guitar lessons and um, I started getting into different music and then um, I think the big turning point in my life was when I went to see Modest Mouse in concert. They're my favorite band um, and I saw them at the pageant and I wasn't a big fan when I went to see them but then um, after the show I just they pretty much almost consumed my life how much I love their music um, because it's it just has so much um, content and it was really um, I wouldn't say spiritual but there's some of the lyrics um, that really helped me understand that music is more than just sound it's feeling it's yeah. all of that kind of stuff um, so then I went to that show ever since then then I was one of those kids that went to a show like three out of seven days a week more yeah, than a, bro- that, a broke kid yeah right <laughs> exactly so I started going to shows and then um, in high school I started getting more into playing guitar um, and then I went to college um, to study music business, which is a <clears throat> really interesting field to be in academically. It's um, there's not a lot of colleges that offer courses on music business, and I think there should be because it's a really fun thing to do. And um, you know, it's not exactly financially feasible um, having that kind of. Being in the music industry, no one's ever said that that's going to make you a millionaire. Um, unless, you know, you're going for the big time, big shot. Sure. Um, and that's not who I am. Um, but, you know, I got, got more into music and then I went to school for it. I studied classical guitar in college. Um, and then while I was in college, I was involved as much as possible in bringing music to campus. Um, I was in like five different organizations. One of them was the big organization that brought the big concert every year. Um, no one who I, no one I was really extremely proud of because they were you know, bigger bands playing a big venue. Um, but I was part of the process, and that's where I got learning the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also while I was doing that, the other part of the time I was doing. Um, a smaller committee um, where we booked indie bands in smaller places around campus. And so that's when I started to understand music doesn't have to be in the same place all the time. So during my time at school, I went to Millican University. We did um, a show in a black box theater which with um, a band called Moon Hooch, which is... Um, they, they play saxophone and mm. drums. It's uh, two saxophones and a drum. Mm. And they're extremely talented musicians, and they are heavily influenced by both... Um, they're influenced by, like, metal and, and dubstep and, like, funk and jazz. It's Weird. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And they meld all of that together into Sounds a awesome. saxophone dance party, mm. which is taking place in a tiny theater. Wow. Um, so that was my first like taste of like 
okay, this is what I want to do is organize these shows, once in a lifetime opportunities of music in a place where it doesn't usually happen. Sure. Um, and then, you know, I graduated and now I'm here doing this. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. We ask everybody, if you could do anything and you knew you could not fail, what would you do? Hmm. Um, I mean, I really like what I'm doing now. I would say um, if I could not fail, I would love to set up a music, um, a live music experience where everything is completely pay what you want. Um, I think that's always been interesting to me. My, um, my day job is, um, I, I sell tickets for Metro Ticks, um, and we do the Fox Theater, we do the Family Arena, a lot of different things. So I'm always around ticketing and paying for music, live music. Um, but I think that um, I, you know, I would like to do something where it's pay what you want, which is what so far is. Because um, I think there's a lot of potential in something like that when you um, give people the opportunity to say you know, how much they think something is worth. Mm-hmm. And almost to give value back to live music. Because sure. some people won't go to a show because it's $20. Like, I've been in that situation before. It's a Thursday night, I could do this or I could go to that show like it's very tempting but do I have $20 to spend on it today right um, so when you open that up when you open the doors up to everyone um, it's a lot more rewarding that's cool and um, one thing that I've really been thinking about a lot lately um, and really been inspired by um, the whole social uh, movement that's going on in America right now um, I want to do something that's actually helping people. Right on. Which is the key to everything, is to helping people and uh, building a community, community, and people less fortunate should yeah, give be given. Back. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I would, I think that's, that's the main part about it, is that I want to do something that's open to everyone, so that everyone can learn about music in the, um, in a, not having to do with money. Right on. Yeah. That's a cool idea, man. I hope I hope you'll do it. I hope you'll succeed. I think you can. I haven't known you very long, but uh, I like your drive and I like your passion. How can people find So Far Sounds uh, online? SoFarSounds.com. And what's your social? Uh, social media is uh, we have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, all of them are So Far STL. So we have our local accounts but there's also the global accounts which I extremely encourage everyone to follow especially the so far sounds YouTube account who I think there's 4,000 um, videos on there wow. and at this point there's almost 200,000 subscribers um, which is a lot of subscribers to have um, so um, follow those on YouTube and also check us out on Instagram we post a lot um, on Facebook is where you would get all the announcements and all the updates um, but a lot of our a lot of what we do is our newsletter mm-hmm. um, so when you sign up for so far sounds when you attend a show um, we'll add you to the newsletter and send out updates so if you're listening to this if you're hearing this right now the sound of my voice go to so far dot so far sounds. sounds.com slash 
St. Louis STL. I'm, I'm getting this terrible. SoFarSounds.com is the main website. Right. That will take you to our, our St. Louis. Okay. Um, once you register. Okay. But if you want a direct link, it's SoFarSounds slash ST dash Lewis. Okay. So did you hear that? Good. Go there. Go to uh, sign up for the newsletter. Follow them on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. You have to go to one of these shows. I haven't gone yet, so I can't say for sure, but I'm fascinated, and I'm going to one very soon, maybe even this week to take pictures. We'll see if I can't work my magic with Chris here. We'll find out. Uh, But check them out, and don't forget to keep dreaming St. Louis because if you're not doing it, who's going to do it? Uh, So until next time, say goodbye, Chris. See you later. See you later. Keep dreaming, St. Louis.